Green is brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax. Remax above the crowd. Hello, I'm Glynis Crook. Welcome to Being Green. A study published earlier this week shows that polar bears could be wiped out by the end of the century if global warming continues at the current rate. Researchers say shrinking sea ice in the Arctic Ocean has already made some subpopulations reach their survival limit. It's estimated there are only about 25,000 polar bears left in the wild. Well, I'm joined on the line from Toronto in Canada by the lead author of the study, Dr. Peter Molnar, an expert on how global warming affects large mammals. Peter, why, firstly, is the sea ice so important for polar bears? Right. Polar bears rely on seals as their staple diet. And they need the sea ice to capture those seals. They're actually very bad by capturing seals in open water, but so what they need to do is wait at the breathing hole for the seals to come up or for some seal to be hauled out so they can stalk them and capture them. If you take away the sea, the sea ice from the bears, what you're essentially doing is you're taking away their food from them. And as we all know, every organism has its limits of how long they can go without food. And that is what is ultimately causing problems. So this Arctic sea ice grows in the winter, but it melts in the warmer weather. So it's the summer that's really the problem here for the bears. Yes, that's correct. And we actually, you know, if you don't live in the Arctic, you tend to maybe think of it as a vast expense of sea ice, but not all sea ice is equal. There are vast differences between different regions. If you look at the southernmost areas, the sea ice, like you say, melts every summer and polar bears already have to fast when they're forced on land for something like four or five months every year. And polar bears are very, very good at doing that, having their fat stores and getting through these periods. But as these Ice-free periods get longer and longer as the ice melts earlier every spring and comes back later in the fall. The bears have to go for longer periods without food, and obviously that's going to become more difficult. As you said, they can fast for months, but what happens to them? Obviously they starve if they face longer periods, but what are the implications not only for the adult bear but also for their reproduction and, and for the cubs? Right, that's correct. So, of course, when we think about Polar bears and climate change, what often comes to mind is the starving bear. But problems will occur much before then because, you know, take a bear that has to go through these four or five months or more of fasting, and it has a certain amount of energy stored in its fat reserves before this fast starts. So now you can say, you know, this is how much energy I have, and this is how much energy I'm going to need every day, first of all, to stay alive. But then if you're a mother, you're also going to need to produce milk for your cubs. Now, if you have to go too long without food, that's going to be the first thing that a mother curtails. So the cubs are not getting enough food, and now the cubs are going to die. So reproductive failure starts actually well before we are seeing these starvation deaths. Your study also calculated what you call the fasting impact threshold, which determines a sort of possible timeline for the polar bears' continued existence, and it's not looking good for them, right? No, unfortunately not. And, you know, we are very aware of what a grim story we're telling, but unfortunately, once you run these energy budget calculations that I just mentioned, there's really no other way to look at the story. So what these fasting impact thresholds are is essentially 
We have asked the question of how long can polar bears go before they run out of energy for producing milk for their cubs or to sustain themselves. And then the second question is how long do they have to go in the future because of the number of ice-free days in every population in the future. So once you combine these things with climate models, you can make the predictions of when bears reach these impact thresholds. And what you find is, unfortunately, that if we continue with high greenhouse gas emissions, you're likely going to lose every polar bear population in the world before the end of the century, except perhaps one in the very high Arctic. On the other hand, if you manage to mitigate emissions moderately, what we looked at was a scenario where the warming goes to about 2.3 degrees by the end of the century, then still some southern populations would not make it through climate warming, but you're giving northern populations a bigger chance to persist. So basically, if we stop the world from warming up quite as fast as it is, some of the populations can be saved. That is exactly the the consequence of this. And you know what I always like to emphasize is that in some sense, this study should not be news. This is the first time that we're actually putting timelines until polar bears might disappear. But the fact that they are impacted by climate warming has been known for over three decades and that the climate is warming has been known for longer. The solution is to curb greenhouse gases and stop the sea ice from melting. If we don't do that, you're not giving bears a chance. Dr. Peter Molnar, thank you for your time. He's an assistant professor at the University of Toronto Scarborough in Canada and lead author of the study, which was published in the journal Nature Climate Change. And that's it for this week. Until next time, from me, Glynis Crook, take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax. Remax above the crowd. A global challenge to environmentalists is to make all people aware of how their behavior impacts on the Earth's natural resources. How we tread as individuals, corporates, and government affects the circle of life. Galinda Moser of Remax Living is committed to the health and well-being of your family. This starts with your home and ends with your planet. That's why Galinda is the proud sponsor of Being Green on Fine Music Radio. For now and future generations, Remax. Above the crowd.